Listener Production. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already. It is me, Ursula Carlson, and this week I'm chatting to Steph Tisdale. She will be on tour in regional Queensland with a multicultural comedy gala from October 8th to 22nd. Get your tickets online now. Do not buy from Viagogo. Do not say I didn't warn you. Now, in this episode, I have to tell you, full disclaimer, it's not just Steph on the call with me. But there's this pet bird, Michael Parkinson, a.k.a. Parky, and he's got a lot of stuff to say. Uh, we also talk about her almost entirely gay family. It turns out her parents are a gay factory. Who knew? She's got a massive love for crappy dad jokes. Honestly, who doesn't? I love to hate them. We just discuss absolutely everything. We both just go off on tangents, and I loved it. And I'm sure you will too. That's quite enough. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Is that your bird that I can hear in the yes, background? Yes, it is. I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. What have you got? So his name is Michael Parkinson and he's a blue-funded yes. Amazon. And he yeah. they're like one of the best talkers in the world. And honestly, all of my money, all of my time goes to this bird. Like I'm obsessed with him. Yeah. He's imitating crows yeah. at the moment. So that's yeah. just his favourite thing. <laughs> he just, he's having the time of his life. He's like, I'm a crow. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying. It's annoying as shit. He identifies as. Yes, that's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he travels with me whenever I go on big trips. And um, when, we, when I was filming a show for Amazon at the start of the year, he was with me and he stayed in the accommodation all day, right? I don't know how many times there must be fire drills. There was one time where there was a fire drill when I was there and um, I heard the alarm go off and I was like, oh. I don't know if it's a drill or not, um, so I, like, you know, left. But I left him in the room thinking it was probably a drill and I found out it wasn't a drill and it was the worst. I felt so oh. guilty and I was like, my yeah. bird's in there. You know, like it was like the worst moment of my life. Yeah. Um, and then it was like he's been punishing me ever since doing the exact noise of the drill. He goes, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty fucking bold mm. move. It's like leaving your baby in the room going, oh, well, it'll just be a drill. And then they go, no, no, we've got an active shooter. Yes. Please <laughs> stop reminding me. No, you're a shooter. You're a shooter. <laughs> this bird is my life, except if there's fire. <laughs> this is why you drive everywhere so you can take them with pretty you. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, not just that, but, yeah, pretty much. I just don't like flying. If I can see the pilot, I'm fucking out. Yeah. I got so scared of flying for a little while and my brother <laughs> my brother sort of helped me out with it, right, um, in the most bizarre way. And I was, on a, I was about to get on a plane and I was like, I feel like I'm going to run away from the airport. I'm really nervous, blah, blah, blah. And he says, um, well, Steph, if the plane crashes, you're going to die. And I was like, yeah, this isn't helping. And he was like, no, but what I mean to say is if the plane crashes, there's nothing you can do, you're dead. And I'm like, again, not helping me at all. He's not a psychiatrist, is he? (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, no, as in whatever's going to happen, you're not able to stop the course of whatever happens. You're not a pilot and you won't be a pilot, which means your stress is not going to change the outcome of anything. I was like, oh, that does actually yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, so I, I kind of approach it now um, the same as you would with surgery. I have to trust these people aren't having a shitty breakup or got enough sleep, the mm-hmm. whole thing. 
And did they have a good day? Are they going through some shit? Is this cunt only listening to <laughs> Celine Dion in the car? Because he's, you know, his missus just walked out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, they are trained. But if there's two of them, I'm okay. Yeah. Even if one drops dead from a heart attack, the other one can land the plane, exactly. surely. You know? And I watch movies in the 80s. I know I can put put on that headset and they'll talk me through landing the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of comics have this where you kind of go, I, I, you think you can do anything in life. Oh, yeah. I mean, like to an extent, like I'm like, yeah, I could have gone to, I could have studied medicine. You know what I can't be though? Emotionally huh. stable, you know? Um, <laughs> that's what I really struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe I'm like I'm a, yeah I feel like I'm capable of doing things and then I start thinking about actually doing them and I'm like no can't do that I'm an absolute fucking wreck. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone said the other day um, there was something happening at school and there was like a big meltdown at one of the PDI and they go yeah but this person has mental health issues and I go I want you to think of someone. Who fucking doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't have something going on? We all have yes, it. I agree. One of my best mates was over yesterday and she's a maths tutor and she was like, I came up with a really good maths problem to give my students. She's like, it's based off the four main emotions. She's like, do you know the four main emotions are fear, sadness, anger and happiness? And she's like, so three out of four times you won't be feeling happy. And I was like, do not give that to your, like, 13-year-old kids. <laughs> like, they're going to just no. cry. Do not tell them the realities of life. <laughs> they're never going to yeah. be happy. <laughs> not only are you going to struggle with math, you're going to suffer emotionally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but also, imagine you're the mum coming home and you're expecting to hear, so then you carry the one over... Meanwhile, you're here. Yeah, you're going to be sad a quarter of your life. You're like, hang the fuck on. What? What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> it's very rare to be happy, Mum. <laughs> Where the fuck did you learn that? My yeah. tutor. She's teaching me a lot. <laughs> she like starts implanting like really fucked up like religious beliefs or whatever, just all through her master. She's like, and marriage. <laughs> like you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> She's not like that. So you've got a you've got a brother that's a doctor. Is it just the two of you? How no, I got um, three older brothers. So my oldest brother is an electrician. Um, the next one down is uh, the doctor. He's specialising in emergency. Um, and then the next one down, I literally say to him every time I talk to him, I'm like, I don't really understand what you do, and he's like, That's okay. But I think he's in marketing. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, so he's the, he's the one with the most money. But yeah. no, the electrician will be the one with the most money. <laughs> Pretty much, except he's yeah. the only one with kids. So so is he the only one with kids and you've got yeah, the Yeah, because everybody else is gay. Really? Yeah. How fucking cool is that? I know. Your parents are a gay factory. And it's so funny because, um, like, okay, so recently I started dating a woman for the first time ever, right? Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. You can't just fucking <laughs> drop in on a lesbian's podcast and go, yeah, so I just started dating a woman. Anyway, so my bird speaks Swahili. <laughs> So, uh, no, because it, it's really funny. So we, we always thought it was funny. I've yeah. got three older brothers and two of them are gay, right? And yeah. um, there used to be this old joke in the 
just that old men tell around the table where they're like, yeah, yeah, so I met your brother. Oh, and this is his boyfriend. Oh, okay. Um, and this is my other brother. This is his boyfriend. Oh, okay. This is my other brother. This is his boyfriend. Oh, okay. Does anybody in your family date women? Yeah, me sister. Haha. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's that really dumb, stupid thing, whatever. And we always thought it was funny, except for the oldest one who was like, what happened? <laughs> like, I've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> it might be one of those that come out in his 50s. <laughs> my dad was like, my dad was like, so I don't I don't understand Sam. I said, I'm not I'm not a lesbian. And he goes, but but you've got a girlfriend. Yes. But I'm not a lesbian. What are you? Whatever. Well, how would I explain that to people? And I was like, probably don't, Dad. <laughs> like, just I'm, don't. I fucking pity. Those people who are so straight, who cannot think their way out of a pair of khaki pants, you know, and just don't get it. They don't <laughs> fucking get it. If I've had a look through the list and I think I'm more pansexual yeah. because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm open to any, anyone and I don't think I can limit myself to only women who love other yeah. women. That's not me because I find other... People, non-binary people attractive. I find, you know, trans people attractive. Like, I, how do you say you're just into? Yes. I don't think you can be that rigid. Right. That's, I, like, that's my thinking yeah, as well. So it's confusing for me, so I can't <laughs> even imagine <laughs> sitting my brother and sister down and going, all right. Let me explain this. You understood the lesbian vibe. Now let me explain this one. Mum and Dad are just like, did we do something? Like, what what do we do? (laughs) You go, shouldn't have let us watch Golden Girls. (laughs) Um, Basically, I have never in my life questioned my sexuality and then I had an abusive relationship and it got really shit and, um, I think I am so terrified to date another man um, and yeah. it made me rethink my entire life. I literally, like, fled my house to go and film Total Control and I had all my shit in a garbage bag and drove down um, and that was what made me feel safest was that I was away. And then on that job I was working with some really open and queer people who were talking about their experiences and that what it means to be queer and open. This idea that just allowing yourself to love people for who they are and to recognise what you need and all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, I just met this girl and she is, like, the most amazing person I've ever known. I couldn't care less what gender you are. You are so worthy of every bit of love I have in me. You know, if I love somebody, I think that they are the most attractive thing in the world. Like I don't have a type. I don't have an anything. I could happily date men or women. But it is something that I worry about is about like taking space in that in that community. You can't exclude people because you go, you're not gay enough. And that happens. And I tell you, I, I fucking get it. And I'm as gay as they come. <laughs> I once hosted a... Um, the lesbian gala. It's like a big dinner that they have every mm. year. And I hosted that and at the time my wife was with me, my lesbian niece, her girlfriend, we had like a whole table. And I could hear like rumblings in the crowd and people were being rude to me and I said to this one super butch lesbian, like a stone butch sitting in the front and I go, and she was like heckling me but not loud enough for me to hear it and I went, you all right? And she went, 
you're at the lesbian ball. I just thought they could get a lesbian to host it. And I said, oh, I, don't worry, I am a lesbian. I'm here with my wife. And he, she goes, no, not a pretend lesbian, a real what? lesbian. And I said to her, what does that mean? You'd like me to eat her out at your table? <laughs> I'm so bad at social media because I read everything and get yeah. very affected by it. Yeah, I do the same. I think people lie when they say they don't. I honestly, and because I'm like in all of this therapy, I don't know if, you, if you've ever had like really intense therapy and it actually yeah. breaks you first before you rebuild. Yeah, it and, does. Oh, no, I think, I think I'm, I'm nearly 50. They're still breaking. It's like, why am I crying this much? When is the good shit coming out? And so this poor girl that I'm dating, like, like, you know, we'll just be sitting talking, having a normal day, and I'll be like, do you love me? She'll be like, oh, fucking hell. And she's like, I actually can't even. I'm like, we should break up, shouldn't we? And she's like. I love you. Like, I don't want to break up with you. If you want to break up with me because you can't accept my love, I guess you can, but I won't be happy about it. I'll be like, <laughs> and then I'll turn around and be like, oh my God, I love you so much. She'll be like, I, what the, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm just broken from therapy. She's like, no, I know. You just go, my love language is an emotional black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to fill it. It's a never-ending hole and you need to keep filling and keep filling. Until you're exhausted. (laughs) You need a bigger fucking bucket. I want you to be exhausted by how much you have to take care of me. That's my love language to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My love language is to make sure you go to sleep every night going, what the (laughs) fuck? I said to her last night, I was like, Hey, would you stay with me if I was covered in boils? And she was like, I don't I don't know. And I was like, okay. Or oh, if I died tomorrow, would you speak at my funeral? And she's like, the fuck? Why are we doing this? Yeah. yeah. If I am in a relationship with anyone and they get maimed in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I'm not one of those brave. I never want anyone to describe me as brave. <laughs> I don't want someone to go, I'm sitting next to your hospital bed, you're hooked up to all these monitors, you'll never be able to walk again, you're only going to ever eat through a straw. I'm not that brave. I'm not that person. I'm the one that go, that people go, yeah, so as soon as the accident happened, she left. We've never heard from her again. I'm that person. <laughs> but same time, you would want somebody to be brave for you. Yeah, I want someone to hold a straw for me, for sure, for sure. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think I'd be there like, let me in the room. I'd be knocking it down. I'd be in there with, you know, oh, no. PPE wear on or whatever. And then I'd be like, hey, do you love me? <laughs> yeah, but are you sure? They're like dying and I'm like. Blink twice if you love me. <laughs> I knew she would like me. Can you, can you answer me quickly? My bird's burning to death in the hotel. <laughs> Right now he's being a crow again. So every day my mum's got a weird bird story. Mm-hmm. Yesterday she sent me a thing, a photo, or a black bird just flew into the window. <laughs> Those are her new tea towels that I bought for her <laughs> as a housewarming gift. <laughs> and this fucking black bird, which is just a garden variety goddamn black bird, <laughs> is sitting on that I bought those towels. It was five um 
tea towels for $98. And I thought, oh, those are wicked. cute. And when I went to pay with FPOS, I saw it said $98 and I didn't want to go, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> I paid basically $100 for these five tea towels and my mum's got a feral blackbird <laughs> sitting its ass on it. So I don't want to go, can you get that fucking bird off that fucking tea towel and please go hand, hand wash that in the basin? <laughs> I'm going to her house tomorrow because I have some work out in her town and I'm like, where's that fucking tea towel? I wanna, I'm so scared she's going to throw it out, but I also don't want to tell my mum, my African mum, that I spent $100 on five tea towels. How the fuck did we end up here? I don't know. I think I have ADD. I think I might have yeah. it too. Is it contagious? Why this? <laughs> Bronchitis. I lied. It's ADD. Yeah. I have ADD. <laughs> I think you're spelling it wrong. But <laughs> I think we have dyslexia. <laughs> have you heard about the um, dyslexic man that walked into a bra? <laughs> I love really bad dad jokes. I was going to say you're full oh, of dad my jokes. God. Dad told me the... Actually, the funniest dad joke that I've ever heard the other day. I, was, oh, I think I cried laughing because I, I don't know. Did you hear about that man who slapped Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the bum? Yeah, no, he really hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never met your dad, but could you please give him an eye roll from me? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Just next time he's there, just look and say, go, this is professional. <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't thought of it before. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm annoyed that yeah. it took me so long to hear it. <laughs> I love that. It's like when um, I picked my son up from school. Now, I'm not the, I'm not the school mum. Yeah. So I don't know. I like I, I struggle to remember their teachers' names and their their friends' names. I'm like, which one is that? Yeah, again? yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm that one. So I pick him up and and I had just been in Aussie for a week and I pick him up from school and he goes, "Hey, mom, do you know Joe from my class?" And I go, "No, Joe who?" And he goes, "Joe Mama." <laughs> and in that moment, I knew I was fucked. I'm like, this kid is gonna. So now, and when I use any of his stuff, like he, he also said, or his sister said the other day, something was drier than a Subway cookie. <laughs> and it made me crack up. And and then, so when I say it, he goes, stop stealing our jokes. And I'm like, oh my God, he's already a fucking comedian. <laughs> he's so smart and annoyingly aware of shit. The gap between the generations is insane. Like I still feel young. I am not young. And neither is 25 anymore. They're already obsolete. It's like yeah. 16, yeah, yeah. that's it. It's like an upgrade on it's a new operating yeah. system. Yes. It's like every, every 10 years it's like, well, you need to be replaced. Literally. All right, let me ask you, Steph, what is the one thing about other people that shit you to absolute death? Honestly, it's the people giving a shit what I look like in public. I never wear shoes, yeah. Angela. And I hate when people ask me about it. Like when people look at me, I'm like, Sorry, are my feet offending you? Why does my lack of shoes require you to look at it? Yeah. Just just other people's fucking passive judgment. So I got a titty hanging out. I mean, Steph, if it's at their picnic, <laughs> then they can. Ah, <laughs> at a Sunday school picnic with your titty out. <laughs> but like I just I just you know, like my dad said to me today. Um, or yesterday, I was like, oh, I need to go to the, the tile place to go check out some tiles. I said, do you want to come with me? And he goes, yes, but 
only if you're wearing a bra. And I was like, nah, you're not coming. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. It's a child place. I need to have my boobs in a bra to look at a child. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, my boobs are very saggy if I don't want them getting caught in between other tiles and I'll knock the tiles over. That's why you chuck them over your shoulder. Who gives a shit? (laughs) Dad, we're going to the tile place. Chuck them over my shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Or tuck them into your your pants. I'm tucking my bra. I'm tucking my boobs in, Dad. Is that better? I think it's worse. (laughs) 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 My poor dad. What's the one thing about you that should do today? I am a black hole like we were talking about. And I need constant reassurance and validation. But obviously I'm in therapy. I'm getting better at giving that to myself. Yeah. Well, there's worse things. Is there? Do you know how to merge on a motorway? I do, actually. I'm really good at it. Then already you're fucking nailing Thank nice you so steps. So whenever you go, fuck, I am a bit emotional, I'm a bit this, I'm going to go, but... I can merge. I'm not a dumb cunt. You're right. You know what? You're right. I do have that. You celebrate those things. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know what? That's already better than 90% of the population. You're fucking right. Yeah. You are right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you leave your bird in a burning okay. um, hotel, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. Supervising producer was Nick McClure and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Big Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister. Don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know. But definitely share it with a friend.